Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Oh, I've got good news and I got bad news. It depends on perspective. The good news is for all the Yankee fans out there that beloved and love Alex Rodriguez, the A-Rod Day banner and his beautiful number 13 is hanging there it from is. the rafters of the WFAN Mike Francesa Studios. It is there. It's big. It's huge. It's actually way too big the more I look at it, but it's there. So I did steal it. It was cleaned It's been returned. The A-Rod banner will now hang permanently in the WFAN studios. It did replace the Pete Alonzo jersey, but I've got good news on that. Mm. I now possess the Pete Alonzo jersey, and it will be displayed privately (laughs) in my own office so that I can stare at it every single day and look at my guy's jersey, and look at that beard that will eventually be gone. Sean, thanks for not holding it hostage for yeah, too long. Yeah, look, this is all well. You're a well. good guy, man. I am a good guy. And by the way, Tiki's beautiful picture of himself playing is now perfectly <laughs> behind him. That's right. So everybody's getting taken care of here. The only thing that's still up is Craig Carton signing the wall. We can't bury that too much. <laughs> but i got to tell you, Tiki, when you turn your head there, how much prettier does it look seeing that Yankee colors oh, hang in the A-Rod, you know, instead of the blue and orange? Right, the only blue I want to see is giant blue. <laughs> exactly. When I looked over there and saw that med blue, it just made me <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> no, it's true. The studio's like, it's classier now. Well, yes. It doesn't have that loser's lose right. feel. <laughs> The one thing I can't get over is how just enormous the 13 is. It is big. I mean, it is massive. I'll take a picture and post it on social media later, but it's just, it's... It didn't feel that big when it was behind. No. I don't know why. Now every time I look to my left, it's like all I could see is this gigantic number 13. All right, one thing I want to address because it hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but I do find it interesting, and it's been uh, kind of circulating out in San Francisco, California right now, and that's the fact that the Niners are looking for a defensive coordinator. And as you remember, Kyle Shanahan decided to fire Steve Wilkes. Yep. They haven't hired his replacement. So if you're asking, okay, Evan, why do we care? One of the names that's been linked now is Jeff Albrick, mm. who is currently the defensive coordinator of the New York Jets. I think we'd all admit has done a really good job. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be an interesting parallel move. Yes. And it maybe has something to do with his family. I don't know if his family came when they moved. Because um, he was with uh, 
Sala out there. He has he, a history in San Francisco. He used right, to work there, yeah. Right, it, but he was with Sala because right. when Sala came, that's who, that's who he brought. Um, but, that I mean, that would be a parallel move that, I, I mean, maybe it puts you in position to better get a head coaching gig. If you're Jeff Ulbrich? With the 49ers well, as opposed to the uncertainty yeah. of with the – you know what I mean? With I think – look – I understand if he takes the job. I'm not mad at Jeff Ulbrich because he's from California. Mm-hmm. If he's looking to be a head coach, he certainly has more security in San Francisco, even though they just fired a defensive coordinator right. after five minutes. But he wasn't one of theirs. But you I also, I mean? yeah, no, no doubt. And I also look at it this way with guys that want a different, if he wants to leave, let him leave. Like, I'm not one to hold a guy hostage. So my issue isn't with Jeff Ulbrich considering taking the job. If he takes the job, fine, good for him. My issue, and really it's my question. Because here I'll defer to you, Tiki. I don't know. I don't know if I should be concerned. The New York Jets defense has been very good the last couple of years. I know some yeah. want to say it's overrated. You want to throw it at. Bottom line is it's their strength. No, it's been really good. And right. I give Jeff Ulbrich credit. He is the defensive coordinator. But Robert Sala is the head coach. And we also look at him as the defensive-minded head coach. If Jeff Ulbrich ultimately gets this job that he's been linked to and the Jets allow him to go to San Francisco, fine. Should I be deeply concerned? That the Jets just lost their defensive coordinator because uh, I just watched the Eagles I, lose two coordinators and basically ruin their season. Actually, I don't. I don't think so because I think that um, Olberg, while you know, basically in in line with what Robert Sala wants to do, Robert Sala is also a defensive coordinator. Let's not forget that's where he right. made his wares. Right. It wasn't by you know just being a good personality. It was because he was the Forty ers defense was fantastic. And he was a big reason for them. Remember, we still remember him on the sideline, like running down, you know, the sideline, getting all jacked up whenever they made big plays. Feels like that's why he got a head coaching job. <laughs> no, seriously, like it was this this energy that he had, and his his players related to him. And so, I like you would hate to lose Brick because he's been so good over the last couple of years, despite people not recognizing that early on uh, in his tenure with the Jets. But it's almost like there's a catch, like there's a there's a it's like a, a safety net mm. that's there because Robert Sala obviously would have to take a greater role, but that's you know that's what that's what got him the head coaching job. Right, right. I mean, this is what this is you know down in in Tampa, Todd Bowles. Like, he's still calling plays defensively. He's been yeah. the head coach down there for what three years now. He's still the defensive coordinator, and one of the reasons that they they were able to adjust despite all the issues that they had health wise and others, uh, and made it to the playoffs a year ago. So it's doable, and especially now four years in. If if I'm Robert Sala and I lose Jeff Ulbrich, I'm saying if I'm gonna, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired doing it my way. Yeah, but the problem is if he gets fired, it's probably not going to be because of the defense. He's going to yeah. get fired because the offense continues to be broken. And that's the point I made the other day about him. One of my biggest concerns, in fact, my biggest concern about Robert Sala is strictly that: is he just a really good defensive coordinator? Yeah. Because when you're the head coach. You got to worry about every aspect of your team. Yeah. Their defense has been fixed. Three years ago, they had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They were almost dead last. And then they took a major jump. And even last year, I know they had their bad moments at the end of the year, but I thought overall, I mean, that was an elite level defense. It may not have been the 85 Bears, but they were damn good. Yeah. And they were certainly good enough to be a playoff team. They were certainly good enough to be a dangerous team. They didn't win because they couldn't score points. They didn't win because their offense was broken. Yes. Let's go to Leonard in Rockland County, New York. Hey, Leonard. Yeah, how you guys doing? What's up, man? What's up? 
Yeah, so when it comes to, let's say, uh, for the Jets' future with Justin Jefferson, I don't think that this is the right way to go. I think that um, focusing mainly and purely on the O-line is the only way to do it. If you're a GM and you're building a team and all you got is, uh, you know, just what everybody else has with the coach and, you know, and what, what, is, what, like, what do you guys think is the smartest way to build, to, like, to build a football team? I personally think if you just only – this might sound crazy. If you just only draft O-line for, like, literally five years straight and yeah. you put, like, you know – and, and you have the best O-line of all time, I do not think anything else makes a difference. Honestly, you could have a mediocre, you could have Brock Purdy there or any other mediocre quarterback. <laughs> you, could, you could draft the quarterback in the seventh round. Yeah. You could get any, any, any running back will be, you know, for sure the best amount of thought. And, but, and, and your offense will, 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 will Leonard, by and large, Leonard, by and large, I agree with you. Like, that's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Build it from the ass first, man. Yeah. B- build the offensive line. B- get in the trenches and make that as str- as as viable and reliable and deep as you can. So if you do get some injuries that you're not, you know, oh, God, we got to start this kid who has no business playing in the NFL, right? So obviously do that first. But I think the Jets in particular are in a different spot because there is such an urgency for this team to win. We have time. Exactly. You don't have time to be like, all right, we're going to get this guy, and then we'll pair him with this guy, and then this coach will teach them this, and then they'll start doing it. Like, there's an urgency. It's like, let's go now. Uh, That's why every pick they use in this draft, every move they make has to be about trying to win in 2024. You've got to maximize this opportunity, and that's why. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. We're an hour and eight minutes into the show. I haven't mentioned the quarterback because the only quarterback they should worry about besides keeping Aaron Rodgers healthy is a healthy veteran backup. I don't want to hear about the future quarterback. You know when we'll worry about the future quarterback? When we have to worry about the future quarterback. (laughs) Because the world is a different place when you have to worry about the future quarterback. It's, It's so true. You don't know who's available. You know, I mentioned a few months ago the Tampa model. The Tampa model of go get Tom Brady. Tom Brady, you maximize his window for three years. You pick up a veteran like Baker Mayfield. Yep. Boom, you made the playoffs. And it sounds simple, but it's true. I don't want to worry about the quarterback. I was talking to a guy the other day. Hey, do you think we should use a third or fourth round pick on a quarterback? I'm like, not really. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not interested in that. Like, I get it. Hey, you could develop someone. 
Sure, in yeah, theory. But develop is not. First of all, it's not what Nate does. Hack it. It's not what he's. It's not what he's there to do. What is he there to do? He's there to be the shepherd with Aaron Rodgers. That's right. And and develop, develop make Aaron happy. Right. And 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 make Aaron help Aaron thrive. Yes. Right. That's 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 all that matters right now. Um. And so yeah, I I, I hear you with the development stuff, but. Aaron Rodgers doesn't. I mean, he did it with Zach, I guess. No, I don't want him to develop. I right? want there to be just a veteran backup, and we'll worry about a quarterback I, when we have to I, worry about I, a quarterback. I think he did it more as a, I don't know, it felt more like a talking point than an actual, you know what I mean? No, I get Do you know the Jets met with Jaden Daniels? Did they? Yeah, huh. they met with him. Huh. Really? Yeah. What the hell does that mean? That means exactly what Joe Shane meeting with Jade Daniels means. Exactly. No, that's my point. Like it doesn't. It doesn't mean. It anything. doesn't mean anything. Like maybe I'm crazy for saying this. You could tell me, Evan, that doesn't even make any sense. Maybe you meet with Jaden Daniels because Jaden Daniels gets drafted by the Patriots, mm. and now you're competing with him twice right. a year, and it doesn't hurt to have picked up some information right. about a guy you've got to compete with. Right. Does that sound crazy? No, not at all. Maybe if you're the Giants, you meet with Jaden Daniels because the Commanders may draft him, and eh, you never know what you picked up. Maybe it helps you when you but face I, the Commanders. I also think that the quarterbacks in particular, any quarterback any year, they're going to get met with because – like. They're the they're the most sought after position in all of football, right? And, and the off, and the off chance he falls like a stone in yes, the draft, and that's you're the exactly Jets, right. You could luck out into your future it's, if something could happen where he's not. Hell, let's say he gets hurt, right? Kid gets hurt. Who who did that happen to? Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Exactly. He gets hurt, but this happened. Then he got, Hendon Hooker Hooker got hurt in the season. But let's just say something happens, and he gets and he just starts to fall, 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 and you're sitting there second around. You're like. Do we like this kid? And you've never talked to him? Right. You're, you, I, I, don't, I don't know. You guys, you're standing out there looking like dummies at each other. Yeah. But you, you talk to him and get enough information that if the opportunity comes up, unlikely as it may be, you're not hesitating to pull the trigger you're on You're doing him. your due diligence. You're doing I get your due it. Diligence. I get and it. And quarterbacks get that all, all the time, every year. Rob is in Smithtown. How you doing today, Rob? Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for taking the call. Um, I just had a quick question about the Jets. Um, last night's show, I'm pretty sure Keith said something about how Aaron Rodgers could have possibly had a hand in the fact that we didn't sign anybody better than uh, Trevor Simeon. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I don't well, believe no, that. I've yeah. heard that before, and I just yeah. – my question I'd ask to, to I'll, Keith – I'll answer it specifically, but keep going. The, the, the question I'd have to Keith or anyone else who wonders that is why. Mm-hmm. Why would Aaron Rodgers care who the quarterback that he's going to eventually replace is? You know what I mean? Like, whoever, whatever veteran they were able to add was only going to try to keep them in a race so that Aaron Rodgers could eventually come back. There was never going to be a quarterback controversy. I rejected that about Zach Wilson immediately. I right. remember Tiki asked me, he's like, hey, Evan, what if uh, Zach plays really well and they're in the playoffs? you want Aaron back? And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want Aaron back. It would take a lot for me to say I don't want Aaron back. Right. So... I know that Aaron Rodgers is a conspiracy guy, which leads to us having conspiracies about him. Yep. I just don't understand that one. Yeah. And I've heard it before, and my answer is I don't get why Aaron Rodgers would not want a good quarterback there while he's out. I'll tell you, Evan, and Rob, or whoever wants to listen to this, why this happened the way that it did. Go ahead. Do you guys remember Aaron Rodgers' contract when he came from the Green Bay Packers? It was enormous. Yeah, yeah. And it was punitive. Do you remember? Do you know when training camp starts? End of July, right? Do you know when Aaron Rodgers signed a restructured contract? It was like in July, July twenty sixth. Yeah, and so before that restructure, 
the Jets had no room to do anything. It, they couldn't do a thing until Aaron Rodgers restructured his contract. So the reason that the Jets couldn't go get other veteran, higher higher quality, let's use that word better instead of price, but higher quality backup quarterbacks is because the Aaron Rodgers traded contract was crushing their cap. Mm. And until they restructured, they couldn't do a thing. Okay, but so there's, by the time they could do something, you're in training camp already. There are two layers to the backup quarterback thing. There's pre-Aaron Rodgers and there's post-Aaron Rodgers. But they couldn't do anything pre-Aaron yeah. Rodgers because they had to save space for Aaron Rodgers. But, but, but hold on a second. Here's where I would disagree with you. First of all, they could have traded Zach Wilson immediately. Yeah, They could have. His value was not I, at I, the bottom. I agree, but okay. are you really trading? Yes, your yes, the number two overall yes. pick. Yes, after his second year. Yes, 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 and I'll tell you why. Because the owner and I agreed with him came out immediately after the season and says we need to add I, a veteran quarterback. I'm, I'm, I, yes, 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 yes. We know what happened in 2024 after when Woody Johnson said that. But after 2023, if Joe Douglas does that. He's basically saying, oh, yeah, I, I have to. He already did by a trading for Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, what I'm saying about Woody was last year. Woody said after the season, we need a veteran quarterback to replace Zach Wilson. <laughs> so Zach Wilson was dead around here. He was dead. So where I would disagree with you is they should have immediately traded him. I don't think I, there was any value uh, at that point. There's value now? By the way, the Niners did it with Trey Lance, same draft pick later. Yeah, yeah of but, course. But Trey, Trey was not nearly as tainted. Well, no, but, but, but Tiki, not even close. Tiki, Tiki, are the Jets going to trade Zach Wilson this offseason? They're going to attempt to trade Jack, I, Zach Wilson I this get offseason. You. He but had, you know what I'm going to predict is going to happen? What? They're not going to find a trade partner, and they're just going to cut him. Okay. If that's the case, do you think that would have been the case last year, by the way? No, you can't. No, no, it's the second year. No, no. It's but too you, much sitting on the cap. I'm just arguing they could have traded him to somebody. Someone last year. Should, yes, let, forget last maybe, year. Maybe, and then maybe. if they did that, they could have signed Gardner Minshew for nothing. Mm-hmm. So the idea of what you're bringing up is fair once they made the decision to keep Zach Wilson. If they had made the decision I certainly wanted back in February, which is get rid of Zach immediately, sign this veteran placeholder, and then go make the move for Aaron Rodgers, yeah. then it would have worked. Now, once Aaron gets hurt, it's a different story. Your choices of backups are not very good. But my point to any conspiracy theorist about Rodgers having an impact on this would be why. Yeah. Why would Aaron Rodgers care who his backup Evan, is? He's not Evan, threatened Evan, by Evan, it. Evan, he didn't. Okay. And just, I'm, I, I'm just I'm disproving that point because the only reason the Jets didn't do anything is one, they were stuck, they felt stuck. I'm okay. not saying they were. They felt stuck with Zach Wilson. If Joe Douglas jettisons his second overall pick quarterback after two years, it's, I mean, you're just basically saying, fire me. And so they felt stuck with Zach Wilson. And then once they signed Aaron Rodgers, they couldn't do a thing until he restructured. And he didn't restructure until July 26th. And that's right at training camp. Everybody's gone. Gardner's gone. Right. Right. Jacoby Brissett, whoever, they're all gone. So there's no way he they could do anything until Aaron got well restructured. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback this season, and the Jets need to add a backup. Now, we haven't talked about that today. It's mostly the issues of wide receiver and offensive line, mm-hmm. but we all know they need to add a backup quarterback. Yep. I doubt they care who Aaron Rodgers prefers as his backup. <laughs> I think you're right. Because I'm starting to think this Aaron Rodgers is the GM thing is slightly overrated. I'm starting to think that. Because Joe Douglas, even yesterday when he met the media in the monotone voice that he has, 
was asked about his contact with Aaron Rodgers. And he's like, yeah, we texted a couple of times this offseason, mm-hmm. which almost sounds like they're barely talking. Yeah. That's how I took it. I don't think sometimes you want to admit you're barely talking to your star player. So you're like, I do it once in a while. Yeah. I don't think that's a quarterback that is dictating no. the entire offseason. No. But we want to believe that for some reason. And I guess we do based on the players they added last year. Well, they added Alan Lazard. Well, they added Billy Turner. Well, they added Randall Cobb. Now, maybe that was Joe Douglas wanting to do that yep. to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Maybe it wasn't because Aaron Rodgers said, you better sign these guys. I don't know. But it, I get this sense that because Rodgers is a conspiracy guy, we almost paint, well, then everything around him also must be a conspiracy. <laughs> is that crazy? No. Can I buy that logic? Yeah, I do. Thank you. Let's go to Joe on Long Island. How you doing, Joe? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on up, the show. Appreciate it. Uh, Evan, I think uh, you should cut the beard. If you get a new passport picture, a new driver's license photo. So wait, wait, wait. So yeah. I have to have the new license and the new uh, passport with the beard, and then I can cut the beard? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, do something crazy with the beard, and then you <laughs> cut the beard after that. Oh, oh so, so dye, the beard, dye the beard green. Right. Then go get a passport photo. <laughs> Imagine I'd have to live with that for the rest of my life. No, they would be thinking you're like some trying to sneak in. The, I don't know. <laughs> be, you're right. It's funny. I'm going you get out. Pulled out of, you get pulled out of the line every single time. Well, am I going to have an issue flying tonight? Because I'm actually going on a plane tonight. Obviously, you got your, you know, your pre-check and all that. And they're going to ask for my license. They always mm. ask for my license. I don't look anything like the you guy have, in my license. You have clear? I have a TSA pre-check. But not clear. Not, well, no. TSA pre-check's the best, bro. I, Newark, it actually is sometimes better. I'm not flying out of Newark line, tonight, by the, the way. The clear line is crazy. Imagine they take away his pre-check with the beard. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm going to show Tiki right now my license, okay? Let me see it. Tell me if I'm recognizable because I look like a different human being. <laughs> like, I, I don't think any no, security. Uh, well, how do I look in that? It kind of looks like you, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. What can they do, though? Can they actually say, I don't believe that's you? Like, well, what can they possibly do at airport security tonight? Well, they'll look. what Thank they you. do is they look at your eyes and your nose. Height and weight, too. Yeah. Well, height and weight, but it's like your eye. Your that's eye. that's different, too, and Luke. Dude, think, think about your phones. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you have a phone that unlocks with face recognition, like, you can have a mask on or, like, you can have something over your mouth or something over your head. And it'll still recognize I'll tell you it. something about face recognition on your phone. I will never do it. I find it to be stupid. Why? I find it to be a waste of time. Why? Because wh- I, I want to like stare into my phone so that no, it opens. No. It, just, it, just, it just opens quickly. What you have going for you also, Evan, you're a public figure. There was a time a few years back when Doug Gottlieb worked here where he completely forgot his wallet ahead of a flight at JFK. Mm. I had to try to race his wallet to JFK for wow. him because it was on the way home. But I did not get there in time, and he was able to walk and talk his way through security by Googling himself. Oh, my God. And showing a true story. Oh, my God. And I had to live the weekend with Doug Gottlieb's wallet in my pocket until he returned until Monday. Wow. I I don't know if I got to give Doug a lot of credit for that. Right. Or I I would never do that. Or be terrified of TSA. Well, what I thought, too, is (laughs) it's one thing that he got there. He had to board a flight back and was able to do it a second time. He was able to talk his way onto a plane by saying, Google me. He Googled himself, showed exactly who he was multiple times. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Here's my picture. That's, and he went through like 10 Googles, he told me. And that, and he did it both ways. He was right. able to get back. And this he got is, that's on why the clear, plane. That's why clear is good because you don't need your ID. You don't need your ID. You just need Really? Yeah. They, when you go to the airport. It's with your eyes. Oh, wow. So That's crazy. I, I didn't Sometimes get... they'll ask for a random check, but. 
A random check. All right. So just you just get randomly selected. Oh, oh I thought you meant like a check. Like you gotta give no, money no, or no, something. No, 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 no. Security I think, check. I, I, I've seen clear at a lot of these arenas. Like I know Barkley Center has clear. I think Yankee Stadium has they clear. Do. But because I have TSA PreCheck with flying, it is awesome. Like TSA PreCheck is like the greatest thing ever. Right. It's one of the great inventions of all time. Clear makes it better. Especially How could it possibly be better? Like if you go, if you're in the Bahamas, you have clear. The TSA, TSA PreCheck line is long. But really? clear, it's just, you're right through. How do you sign up for clear? Just sign it up. So sign I get up. to sign up for clear. So I can go to the airport tonight at, with both. Just you can case. sign up at the By airport. You can sign up at the airport really? tonight. Oh wow! You can go to the kiosk before sign up, and when and then you can go into the clear line. How about that? But the clear line. Where are you going? JFK. I'm going to LaGuardia. Oh, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with LGA? It eh. stinks. The clear line there is bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's such an expert on flying. He knows how to break down the clear line. I was going to tell you LaGuardia since they redid it. It's gorgeous. It is like a different world. It is, but the clear line stinks. Okay, uh, I don't know. I just love LaGuardia now because I grew like up. Our debate on stadiums yesterday. No debate the airport. <laughs> oh, dude! If I had to power, I, I don't even know if I can power rank the airports now because they're all so beautiful. Right? Like Newark's awesome too. Well, I when I was at Newark yeah. recently, they had waterfalls. I'm like, what the hell? Where am I? Terminal A. I don't remember the yeah. terminal. Well, I mean, I don't fly enough to like really be able to break it down that way. You fly every week. I do. I do. A, I like, but it's it feels out of the way. It's a pain in the butt. Which one? A Terminal A at oh, Newark. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. I, but, I I know, can, but I can take my car there, my electric car, <laughs> charge it while I'm away, and come back and it's fully charged. Can every airport do that? Not every airport oh, can. Wow. Terminal A at Newark Airport. I think I think Kennedy is the one I, I dislike the most now. Oh, it's mm-hmm. too far. I it's too it. far away from me where I'm coming from. And it like I haven't been there in a while. Maybe they've upgraded it, but it feels like LaGuardia and Newark have upgraded themselves. Mm-hmm. They've kind of brought themselves into the twenty first century. Right. I don't know if Kennedy actually has. I got to double check. I've been at Kennedy they, in a they while. They were the first to upgrade out of the three of them. Yeah, but that's a long but time ago, long so ago it's no longer it? updated. I, I I personally find JFK beautiful, some, especially the JetBlue terminal, but that's mm. just me. It's also, I'm there in a half an hour. Which is the one with the WFAN store? That used to be JFK closed down. The WFAN store closed down? That's what I was what? told. People what? tweeted me the picture of it a couple months ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I once went into the WFAN store, you know, and we had nothing there. It was just literally <laughs> an excuse yeah. to sell Yankee hats. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It was all team stuff more than our stuff. <laughs> so the airport named after a president is your least favorite, and yeah. you judge it based on amenities. When you judge it based on, like, security line, that's all we care about is getting into the airport and getting through security line. I don't care if it's dumpy looking. I think if I flew enough the way Tiki did, I probably would judge it like that. Yeah. But I fly so like I was thinking about it. I have flown twice in the last year. Yeah, I don't fly a lot. So a- you flew twenty two times this year. I did. ATL is the worst. I probably more than that actually. ATL is <laughs> the worst. ATL is what Atlanta. Atlanta. It's uh-huh. too it's, massive. Well, it's massive, but the line is terrible. Even with clear, with right. project, they have the, it's 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 impossible. Mm. And it's packed at six in the morning. Orlando's a nightmare too. Bunch of families and kids. <laughs> I, I liked Orlando when I was there. That was Annoying the one people. of the recent airports I was at. As says the man without kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You're white only... Plains very underrated, by the way. White Plains is great. <laughs> I love white. It's it's dumpy and it's small as hell. Yeah. But from a convenience standpoint, if you live in that suburban area. Like I do? Oh, you can't beat it. That's MacArthur on the island, too. Same thing. Nump, Great airport. Cares. Yeah. Dude, it's all about location. We'll get back to your calls in a second. 877-337-6666. Include- yes, a little baseball coming up at 4 o'clock, including a nightmare scenario for Met fans and Yankee fans that Tiki Barber will love, just because I know Tiki loves chaos. And so he'll love it. We'll get to that coming up at 4 o'clock. We've talked about Justin Jefferson potentially being available. There was a story... 
in Minneapolis about a couple days ago from Charlie Walters, who covers the Vikings, and he said there's, quote, steam towards Justin Jefferson being available. The GM of the Vikings, how do you correctly pronounce uh, the GM's last name again? Kwesi Adolfo Mensah. Thank you very much. He denied it. He said not true. Now, do we trust what general managers say this time of year? Not really. So is there steam towards Justin Jefferson being available? I think where there's steam, there's smoke. Justin Jefferson. (laughs) And where there's smoke, there's fire. But if the Jets were aggressors in trading for Justin Jefferson, and let's dare say they pulled something like that off, Tiki thinks they should. They definitely should. Would that create an issue with Garrett Wilson? I, you know, I don't Two think alphas. so. I think so. We've seen this in certain in, in other places, um, but the, just it was a little bit different. Like when AJ Brown got traded to the Jet to the uh, Eagles, Eagles yeah. um, and Devonta Smith was there, but Devonta Smith was. He was like he was really young. He was only yeah. in his first year. Yeah, and so it wasn't like I've established myself as the man. You're coming in to take my spot as the man. And over the last couple of years, they've worked kind of you know really well together. I think you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans down in Tampa are the same way because we always talk about Mike Evans being the man down there, and he is. He's had you know eleven thousand yard seasons in a row, which is a record to start a, a player's career. Um, but Chris Godwin is actually the higher targeted wide receiver. So he's more the guy, uh, especially with Baker Mayfield. So it can work. It just, it has to be, it, it has to be managed by one, the coach, but I think even more importantly, the quarterback. And if there's a guy who can manage that, it's definitely Aaron Rodgers. Because he's bigger than both of them. Right, right. Right. I think both guys would know that. Both Combined. guys are young. I mean, right. they, which is adds to this because when Justin Jefferson was like in middle school, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was winning MVPs. Right, right. When Garrett Wilson was in elementary That's school, right. Aaron Rodgers was winning MVP. So in a weird way, when you've got a 25-year-old in Justin Jefferson, which is crazy how young he is, mm. you would Not think... Not even 25. He's not 25 till you're, June. You're right. He's 20. <laughs> I, I always think of age going into a season, season, but you're right. His year 25 year, his next year. Right. If you ever trade for him, he's 25 years old. But you're right that Rodgers would be able to handle it. But I just wonder about touches and targets. But you got to think, man. So why did it work? So think about the last four years in Tampa. Let's just keep using that example because Chris Godwin and Mike Mike Evans are there. Why did it work? Because they threw the ball 700 plus times. Right, but are the Jets even going to do that? They got Brees Hall. I, I, I mean... I don't know. And by the way, that leads <laughs> but to... Bruce Hall is also a really good wide receiver. Yeah, you know, he is. Right? He can do it all. And so diversify yourself, man. Make this make it hard on opposing teams to know what you're doing and thinking. The Brees Hall question, though, uh, is interesting, and Kendrick Suffern wants to further that. What's up, Kendrick? Gentlemen, yeah, I was calling. Uh, you were taking my thunder there. I was hoping I'd get on here. Uh, I was telling Tommy, yeah, Tiki, as a running back, Brees Hall at the second half of the year started getting a lot of touches in the receptions. Right. Um, and so my thought and my question for you as a former running back is how does that affect your mindset going into a season when once again, you know, Brees is kind of getting moved over. And, and honestly, I know Garrett Wilson is a talented wide receiver. He's a top 10 wide receiver in the game. Don't get me wrong. But he also won rookie of the year, in my opinion. I'm a big Brees guy and a running guy. Uh, because Brees got hurt. That's right. And so, for me, as a Jet fan, I look at it, and you were talking about Tampa, Mike Evans or Calvin Ridley, even Gabe Davis, someone who can stretch the field is more of what I want rather than a Justin Jefferson. Ideally, I want him. But he kind of plays the same way as as Garrett Wilson, where um, 
Brees Hall would keep the defense honest at the line. Yeah. You get a guy who can stretch the field, and then it opens up the middle of the field for a guy like Garrett Wilson. So yeah. I was just wondering, as a running back who caught the ball out of the backfield, yeah. how that would... Well, so Brees, so Brees is interesting because... So I caught the ball out of the backfield mostly on checkdowns. I mean, it was, all right, we're going to run... So, so let's say I had 60 touches, let's just average it, uh, or 70 receptions over the year. I think half of them were screens. And the other half were just check down over the ball. If everything goes to crap elsewhere, I'm just going to throw it to you. And you're going to make a guy miss. And so maybe I had 30 design passes that would go to me. But they weren't like what running backs do now, where they actually are playing wide receiver positions. Brees Hall can do can do that, just like B. John Robinson in Atlanta can do that. He can line up as a slot. He can line up as the X. Uh, you can run them on bubble screens. You can you can run them on angle routes. You can do all these different things with 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 Brees. But to me, like touches matter more than he had thirty carries this game or and only two or touches matter. And all running backs think that way. I, I think running backs are starting to be conditioned to think that way, right? Because they see the most successful one in the game right now. Is Christian McCaffrey right? And Christian McCaffrey, yeah, he rushed for whatever it was, twelve hundred yards, thirteen hundred yards this year. But he doesn't care. He just wants the ball. Yeah, I I would hope that's what right. Brees Hall would be thinking give, too. Give me the chance to be a playmaker. And with the way that defenses have, especially in that front four, have have started dominating the run games because we all they all run the same crap up front. It's all it's all you know inside zone. Maybe sometimes you're pulling a little bit. But it's just like there's not under center running. There's not power running. You don't see all these things that used to be in the in the in the bygone era. So it's harder for running backs to to rush for sixteen hundred yards. He's right. not going to do it. Doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. So give me touches, and I think Brees Hall would would thrive in that kind of situation. Let's see if you can thrive right now because <laughs> it's combine week. So it's Uh-oh. time to whip out another edition of. How much does Tiki know about Tiki? How much does Tiki know about Tiki? Bench press. How'd you do in the bench press? I got the exact details right in front of me right now. 225. Holy I think I did 12 times. Well, you nailed 225 15 times. How much does Tiki know about Tiki? Is 225 like a basic number? Is that a number that most guys do? That's that's what you do. Oh, okay. That's not impressive that you got that. It's it's only 225. So it's 225 and how many times you could do 225? Yes, it's the most useless thing in the the world. How much could could you do right now if you went to the gym? Uh, I put 225 on a rack. I'm not spotting you because I'm weak. probably do 12 or 13 now. Wow. Wow, right. that's sick, dude. So, that so, is... so, so, timeout. When I came into the league, I was not strong. I was just fast. Right. Like I was, I mean, I was strong for a normal man, but for a football, relative to what I was when I started working out with Joe Carini and really got good and strong and like thick. Coming out of high college, two fifteen times, but in my like year thirty season, I probably could do two twenty five, twenty two times. Wow. I mean, I was huge. Damn. How many times I could do 225? Not once. Not one time. I don't think I could do 125. You might not be able to squat 225. I Dude, I couldn't squat my own body weight. If I tried to do squats right now, I'd be in pain after two of them. Watch. I'll show you. Describe this to the audience. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't boy. rip your pants. You got to take a flight. Well, I got, what, what I got to do with my hands? No, no, no. I said don't rip your pants. Oh, don't rip my pants. <laughs> Why don't you do a jump sore after one? I know. I used to do squats back in the day. When right. I was in like shape and I was going to the gym, 
I could definitely do like 10, but with 10 pounds right. on me. I love squatting. 10 but pounds? Yeah, right? I would do 10 pounds. Yeah, any more than that, I'm going to break my back. Do you here. know how much the bar weighs? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The bar weighs 45 pounds. Uh-huh. The bar weighs 45 pounds? Yes. So when you're putting up a bench press or a squat, the first 45 pounds are only on the bar. Yep. Wait, so when I was, but I put a, a plate on the bar. So I actually did 55 pounds. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Damn, yes. look at or, me. Or 60 if you put two tens on. Wow. 65 Yeah, I did, I did two tens, so right. I did 65 pounds. That's right. I always thought I just did like uh, 10. So when you bench press 225, you're actually only moving of, of weights, you're only moving like 180. What do, you, what do you mean by? Oh, because the I got you. You're including the bar. Is the bar. Yeah. That's how little I know. Yeah. All right. One more question for how much does Diggy know about Diggy? Your vertical leap. Hmm. Vertical. How much does Tiki know about Tiki? I'm going to say 36 and a half. 36. That's a good guess. 35 and a half. Oh, it's close. 35 and a half. At least I knew it was a half. No, you were close. <laughs> hey, within the... Is that a good vertical leap, by the way? It's good enough. <laughs> I got He's shorter the first too. round. Yeah, I don't it's know what to do is short. It's like it's just relative to your explosion. If Sean did like, a vertical, if you're tall, it doesn't matter. Because well, wouldn't it be higher? Or are you saying they lower that no matter what? No, it's just it's based on where you reach. So you you get up, if right? You can see me and. Nobody can see me, but I'm standing up. They I'll make describe you it. Reach. Standing up, his arms are in the air. So you stand up and you reach. He's right. reaching up. And that's the base. Right. And then from there, you jump. Right. So in theory, if you're taller, wouldn't you get a higher grade? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's based on your relative Okay. Height. So so they adjust it depending on if you're taller yes. or not. Okay. Yes. What yes. do you think Sean's vertical leap would be if he tried it right now? Uh, if you got to 35.5 inches. I think he would... He would be under twenty. Under twenty, no doubt. I got short arms and no ups. But Can it's you, not even. It doesn't matter about your your arms. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's part of your reach. There's a movie yeah, named about think us. About it. Like when you jump, you jump and reach. Right. So they baseline you with your arms up. Okay, so the, if I'm just standing there, they that's what they account for. Right. Yeah, it's my not short your arms. head. It's not your head. Okay. They're accounting where your arms reach. Okay. Right. So and my little what, dinosaur arms don't matter. That doesn't matter. So when you jump. Just imagine right, jumping. I'm gonna jump. Yeah, right? I want to see you jump. Imagine right. jumping without right. like using Sean your arms. Put his hands up in the air. But you have you have to, to use your arms to jump. Let's see how right, he so does he it. Jump. He right. jumped. And he banged his head <laughs> on something. That's crazy. What'd you bang your head on? I'll be jumped Bang. again. No, I think it, I think it's actually like twelve. Yeah, that's the, you're barely getting <laughs> off the ground. I think like I'd 12. beat you in a vertical leap. I'm not a jumper. I'm not a leaper. I'm not a fighter. I think I found the one sports activity yes. I'd beat him in very cleanly. I think I would have a better vertical leap than you. I'm a good stationary athlete. Right. Okay. Do you, I, I underestimated myself on bench press and on vertical. You underestimated leap. yourself and you overestimated him. I did. That's one thing. Uh, let's go to Jim and West Harrison. How you doing, Jim? Good. How you guys doing? We're good. Good, man. This is part two. How dumb are WFN hosts? <laughs> okay. How dumb are WFN hosts, Jim? Part uh, the first person doesn't know that Frank Sinatra is a local New York boy. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I agree. I thought yeah. Sean should have been suspended. I'm a for fat that moron. He's right. more known for being in Vegas. Right. Okay. No, he's, no, he's not. No, he's not. Have you ever been to Hoboken? Come on. No, actually, <laughs> it's across okay. the river. You can walk All right, there. Jim, Jim, here's here's his excuse. He's never been to Hoboken. Yeah. By the way, you can't walk there. I'd have to walk on water. <laughs> no, you have to walk on the bridge. Yeah, you could go over the bridge. You could walk over the bridge. Right. What bridge? That's it. The George Washington. At part bridge. two. The second, the second person we have to acknowledge is a guy who criticizes 
general managers, coaches, players, every single day on the radio. Who's that? That same person writes a book about the Mets. (laughs) It doesn't acknowledge his partner that does a podcast about said Mets. Uh, (laughs) He criticizes everything about everybody, but when it comes time to do something right, he gets it wrong. I got one. How do you criticize everybody every day and get this thing so wrong? Well, but guess what? Guess what I'm going to do, Jim? I'm going to admit, maybe I got it wrong. Uh, Maybe I should have thanked Pete Hoffman in my brand new book, My Mets Bible, on sale April 2nd. You can pre-order right now on Amazon. I forgot when I was writing all the acknowledgments and I was checking the boxes. By the way, Tierney said I shouldn't have even thanked you, Tiki. Why? He's like, you barely know the guy. But I'm going to help you sell books. That's right. I forgot to mention that. He can help me sell books. BT just realized he no longer has Tiki to help him sell a book. (laughs) (laughs) But I admit... I should have acknowledged Pete Hoffman. I thought about yes. it. Does the Rico with me? But endless hours, like last night, 9 o'clock at night. He's away from his family, and we're breaking down Trace Thompson's quick start in spring training. It's a bad job out of me. But where I disagree is that at least I'm taking ownership of it. Hmm. I'm admitting I screwed up. Yes. What can I do? So, will so you when now... you go your book signing, here's what you do. Yeah. You write... Bob, I hope you enjoy the book. Evan Roberts. Thanks, Pete Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> so write thanks, Pete Hoffman, on every autograph I sign? Yes. That seems fair. Well, Wait, that's you... better than an acknowledgement. It is. <laughs> that is better it's than like an acknowledgement. It's like real-time acknowledgement. You're right. What? Will you now admit you lied in your book? So, lied about what? Lied in your book. I have in my hand my, bets, oh, my Mets Bible. This. Let me read Hi, this. Evan. What you, okay. let's, where are we going? Where are we April going? 2nd. You can pre-order now on Amazon. What page am I going to? to so, no, slide? right off the bat. Introduction. So that's page introduction. one. Introduction. Okay. By the way, are we supposed to bring these in every day? Because mine's already home. Uh, yes. Yes. There's endless material here. Okay. Go ahead. So first paragraph, middle of the paragraph. I quote. This is Evan. At age nine, I played with wrestling figures. I don't anymore. (laughs) Care to uh, admit that that's a lie? I didn't even, I'm reading this last night. I'm like, this son of a bitch lied immediately. Immediately. This isn't even the book. This is the introduction. This is the forward. This is not his first game. Oh, by the way, the first game Evan ever scored, they lost. That's an amazing catch, Lugie. Amazing. I want to address that. I want to address that. He is right. I have three sentences into my book. I write, quote, at age nine, I played with wrestling figures. I don't anymore. I want to acknowledge that. At the time of this writing, I did not play with wrestling figures. Mm. My two sons are now into wrestling figures, mm. and so I play wrestling figures with them. Evan, when that you is ru- very different no, 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 than no, no, me no. playing with wrestling figures still, like I was not. Are you or are you not playing with wrestling figures? I am playing with wrestling figures with so my therefore sons. It is a lie. Yeah, and Come you. On. No, 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 Evan, and you could foreshadow thanking Tiki and myself and your acknowledgments, as you've said. <laughs> but you could not foreshadow that maybe your son of seven who love wrestling would start playing wrestling figures soon. Well, okay. It, first of all, it, it, can I read the context of what I wrote? Yes, please. so it makes sense. Okay. All right. Despite decades upon decades going by and plenty of life changes, I remain completely dedicated to scoring just about every Mets game played. At age nine, I played with wrestling figures. I don't anymore. At age 14, I collected baseball cards. I don't anymore. I'm a loser. At age 22, I would go to karaoke bars and sing my lungs out. I don't anymore. I'm a loser. But through all of those hobbies, one has remained constant. (laughs) 
my absolute love affair with sitting down and scoring a baseball game. I'm a loser. So in the context <laughs> yes. of what I'm writing. Right. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's for it's for furthering of the story or the importance of scoring. I mean, because the way I'm playing sense. and thank you, and the way I'm playing with wrestling figures right now is very different than the way I did it when I was nine. When I was doing it when I was nine, it was me. You know, making believe this is real. Now I'm doing it with a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. So if that's the best you got, Loogie, keep reading, bro. I got through about a page or two, and that's all I got. I have a lot of reading to do. This is an endless source of material this morning. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. this we'll get to the Wilmer Flores game maybe next week, because I read that chapter already. <laughs> Embarrassing. Just, the Wilmer Flores game's at the end of the book. Embarrassing. Did I was you, skipping through. Oh, you're skipping through? Yeah, yeah. I do make the book very easy to skip through. It's got a table of contents where you can see each game. So if you're like, I don't really care about 1997, yes. you could jump to the 2020s or the 2010s. Like the Johan no-hitter, page 264. You can I, just go right to it. I also thought it was funny and very fitting that the first game that Evan scored in his life, the Mets lost. That is true. So that was foreshadowing. That is true. The odds say that was likely. That was likely. <laughs> it was 1992. Yes. You know how many times they lost that year, Teak? A lot. A lot. Put it that way. Let's go to Billy in Brooklyn. You're on the fan, Billy. What's up? Hey, what's up, boys? Yo. Hey, what's going on? Listen, ah. first of all, I want to tell you guys I have tremendous respect for both of you. Thank you, man. I have no I have no, you know, place to even talk about football with Tiki Balder in the room. But I feel the same absolutely. way sometimes. <laughs> absolutely you do. But, you enjoy right? the game. Let's but. talk. There's always a but. <laughs> the but is I I'm a die hard loser. Times Infinity Jeff fan. Okay. And I totally disagree with the Jefferson thing. You don't want totally. Justin Jefferson. He's not good Who enough for it? you. No. <laughs> He's terrible. We can win without him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. We need a number two. We have a we have a talent in Garrett. Why are we gonna disturb it and add to the circus that of the New York Jets? What, you Why? think you think Justin Jefferson would add to the circus? I actually think he is a calm, like measured, like just a mature star in this league, and he's young. Tiki, with all due respect, it has nothing to do with him as a person and who he is. Right. It's the it's New York, and we are gonna and the Jets fans. We will ruin it. We will ruin <laughs> oh, it. Oh, so this is you being defeatist. We will Oh, stop. No, no, no. The, the, the circus, when he said circus, can I tell you how I would interpret that? Go ahead. The, the ex- hype. You're the, talking about the hype. Yeah, that's how right. I would. The expectation circus that comes with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, a true number one in Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. and now an acquired number one in Justin Jefferson. And look, here's the truth about the quote-unquote circus. The New York Jets will forever be a circus. And sometimes you could be a good circus, and sometimes you could be a bad circus. Sometimes you take your family to the circus, and you're like, that was one hell of a show. And sometimes the elephant goes to the bathroom, never moves, and the circus is terrible. The New York media, we as Jet fans, the history of this franchise, that's all the circus. So it's not about, I'm afraid of the circus. It's going to be a circus no matter what. Yeah. To me, it's the cost. You know, right. Calvin Ridley, after serving his suspension, came back last year and had a really good year for Jacksonville. He did. And I look at a guy like that and I say, okay, now I'm going to send him to his third franchise, coming to the Jets, but I bring him in as a number two. 
He's still young, not as young as Jefferson, but young. He's not going to take the political capital to get him, the mm-hmm. draft capital to get him, and he's not going to cost as much contract-wise. Well, is, is he free or is he under? He's a free agent. Yeah, I mean, He's available. That's why I bring him up. That, to me, while not as sexy, is a damn good fit. It is. It is. But when you think about the teams that, it, that have found like success with multiple elite wide receivers, forget the tight ends because I mean, they're basically wide receivers too, but just forget them for now. It's teams like the 49ers with Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and they found a way despite also having to give touches to Christian McCaffrey. Sound familiar? Brees Hall. Right? They found a way to keep both those guys happy and very productive, and so it's doable. I think uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are, are another one. Uh, the, the Rams mm-hmm. surprised everybody. We thought that, we thought that the Rams were going to win five games this year, but with Puka Nakua, his rise, and with Cooper Cup there, they can do it with two number ones. Miami with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Right, so it's it's doable with two like alpha A one stars. You just have to be able to manage their expectations, and and again, coach and quarterback have to be right. And I think coach, no, I hope <laughs> coach, and I know quarterback will be right for the Jets. Yeah, I feel like we got half that right. Hey. We'll get to plenty more of your football calls. The show rolls on eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. But there is, I'll use the phrase "growing steam." Because that was the quote to describe a potential Justin Jefferson trade from a local Minneapolis writer. There is a growing steam towards something happening in our city that will break up families, that will cause rifts between friends, and would actually change the complexion of our radio station to its core. And yet Tiki Barber will celebrate it if it actually happens. I'll describe what can cause that kind of angst between Met fans and Yankee fans, and it's damn realistic. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota. 
Let's go places.